0: This is Adam Gorney with a special Respect My Decision podcast this week, uh, coming on the news of five-star Justin Scott committing to Ohio State, which was somewhat of a surprise for some people. I'm joined by Chicago Saint Ignatius coach Matt Miller. Matt kind of walk me through the last couple of weeks. You know, he had taken all those visits through June, just like everybody had. He had seen all of basically his favorites. He had known Notre Dame really well and then lands on Ohio State. Really just kind of how did it happen?
1: Sure. Yeah, he had um, quite a busy June between. Play, you know, our camp here in Illinois starts uh, the beginning of June, and then he played basketball and then did official visits every weekend. Uh, so, kind of forget the order a little bit, but I know that uh, the last four that he had taken was Ohio State, Miami, Michigan, and uh, Georgia, and Georgia. And yeah. so that was the whole plan was to just get a chance to see some of these places in person. Like he'd never been to Georgia before. And, um, and so just get to see him in person and get, you know, kind of the red carpet treatment and see, um, you know, see what would be best for him. So it's one of those things where I, I can only imagine being in this position where you kind of come back from each visit thinking like, all right, this might be the place for me. Um, you know, cause you get a whole weekend of just getting, what the program's all about these are all great places and so it was kind of up and down where i really like this place and they come back from the next one i really like this place and uh it can be tough on a kid i uh, i would imagine so um but when he came back from Ohio state most recently he had shared with me that uh just the full plan start to finish what uh, they laid out for him he uh, he felt the best with, and he, he really enjoyed working with uh, with Coach Johnson, talking to him, and, and uh, you know, family enjoyed Coach Day, and uh, ultimately led to making his decision.
0: Do you? There had been some reports that it was sort of Ohio State, Michigan, actually, at the end. Would you say that was fair? Because obviously, as, as you know too, there were rumors about Miami now being the favorite. Georgia would be tough to beat. Was it really Ohio State, Michigan at the end there?
1: So that's what he'd shared with me also. And, you know, a couple months ago, I'm not quite sure where maybe the order of those things stood. I know that um, at one point when, you know, 40-something options come through and it was kind of a whirlwind, when he put out the list of his top uh, seven, but really top five, he was serious about those five, really just wanted to shrink them down. And, um, you know, the, the places that I'm sure everyone knows that early on with Notre Dame and Miami, more um, definitely true then really he really enjoyed Georgia um, but what he felt when uh, got to Michigan Ohio State being Midwest he just felt at home and each year that that really was the final two that uh, that he was considering
0: when you meet with Larry Johnson when he kind of says that you're going to be his guy is it almost impossible to say no to you know <laughs>
1: You know, I've, as a coach, of course, I know of Larry Johnson and the players that he's coached, and and uh, the resume that he's got. And uh, you know, I tried to stay pretty down the middle on the whole process um, myself, and uh, you know, but sure that he, I, I know of Coach Johnson prior to this whole thing starting up as uh, being one of the best. And so he got a chance to sit down and learn that from him. And one of the things that he really enjoyed doing was they actually sat down and and watch some tape and he gave him some feedback right on the spot. And uh, I think that really hit home for him.
0: It seems like kids, there's this perception and you could speak to this as a coach. There's this perception that kids want to be loved up all the time, but there, there is this like new trend. It seems as me doing this every day is like kids do want to be told they, they want to be like coaches to be, to know them really well. So it's like the good and the bad they want to be. some a lot of kids want to be told, how to improve, not just you're the best and you're going to start from day one. Do you kind of see that as fair, especially in Justin's case?
1: Yeah, they they, they want information, um, you know, definitely, especially being in a place here like St. Ignatius, who's just got some some really gifted kids academically, and, and it translates to athletics too, and, you know, they, they want to be the best and they want to learn how to be the best. And so, yeah, absolutely. Um, he's always been a very coachable kid, just being a guy that, I mean, his freshman year was the first time he ever put on shoulder pads, which was just a couple of years ago. So, um, you know, he's definitely a guy that's uh, taken a lot of coaching and has got exponentially better. I think everybody pretty early on saw his athletic ability, but still had a long way to go on the field. And, um, you know, he has gotten better each and every year because of his ability to take feedback um, and, and listen to what you're saying and then apply it.
0: This isn't a criticism of Notre Dame or ripping them at all but it seemed like Notre Dame was the team to beat very early on. Was it just that he was familiar with them being down the road and then he saw more things or was there something that just kind of was not clicking there?
1: Yeah, I think that uh, there's certainly a connection here with St. Ignatius and Notre Dame, just between the alumni networks um, and, you know, even people that work in the building here at St. Ignatius. So I think everybody's very familiar with the school. Um, And that probably, yeah, what got him out to early, I think it was probably one of, you know again no knocking on other programs but you know yeah. it was probably i think it was the first one that came in if i recall that was kind of a next step in uh, as far as the level of team you know you know in power five if you will um type caliber and so i think that certainly jumped into to the line just because of the notoriety of the school around here and the level of their program um i think definitely put them first in line and then you know a few others came in uh, after that
0: yeah Describe for Ohio State fans who haven't seen him in person what they're getting in terms of a kid and as a football player.
1: Sure, you know, really, really good kid. Like you said already, coachable. Um, just came in. I mean, knowing nothing about football. Um, you know, it was his first time putting pads on was spring twenty twenty, and uh, you know, as I said before, it was just uh, he's improved. A, a ton over the course of a couple of years now, um, you know, really kind of sandwiched a bunch of seasons together from uh, having the COVID year and him playing basketball, yeah. you know, and so he's finally getting a chance to really get in the weight room and get, and get strong. Uh, I mean, just genetically and athletically, you know, I've, I've got 10 years in now coaching. So i got a little bit of experience and being in a pretty good league here in Illinois. Um, I've just never seen anything like him. I mean, he is all a five. You know, at basketball, he gets down to about two eighty five. He played at three hundred five for us last year, um, and he dunks. You know, he dunks a basketball with ease. Um, He's always begging me to do one on one drills. When you know, whenever we do receiver DB stuff, he wants to show off. And I mean, he can jump and run. I mean, I've just never seen this type of twitch and explosion. you know, speed wise from a guy at that size. I mean, it's, it's honestly remarkable. Um, and so as he develops in the weight room, and gets bigger and stronger, you know, and he adds up just that natural twitch with some real power. I mean, um, it's really impressive. Um, his first year really on the varsity with us, he was playing tight end um, just, you know, so we can get him on off the field. He's more of a D lineman and I'm an offensive coach and, Um, just the athleticism at that size is something I've never seen before. And so as he continues to get better, I mean, uh, the sky's the limit for him.
0: There are some guys that preach, play one sport and focus on it, but it seems like that is absolutely the wrong thing to do. Play multiple sports, be athletic, you know, learn different, you know, traits along the athletic spectrum there, his basketball background that has to just add to his athletic ability on the football field where he's not just a space eater, but he can shoot gaps and get in the backfield.
1: Oh, yeah. You yeah. really came in as a basketball player. You um, wanted to give football a try and see how it went. I think he used to do track back in grade school as well, uh, you know, running sprints. And so it definitely translates. I mean, if you've ever seen him play basketball, I mean, he's not the, you know, I'm just going to set a pick and, and run up and down the court and be the guy at Space Eaters you said in the middle. I mean, you know, he can handle the ball, he pick and roll I and mean, he can shoot it. Um, you know, he moves exceptionally well. So, you know, it definitely translates. They got really busy for him this summer. You know, we really got through the thick of it because, you know, June was a where he had basketball and football and visits. And so I think he's made it through um, the toughest part, I think of the schedule, but um, you know, he's committed to to both here at, at Ignatius and uh, yeah, I think that it's definitely improved his athleticism, his footwork, all that stuff.
0: What would you say to people that say he's even a, better offensive tackle prospect long-term. Do you agree with that? Do you disagree with it? How, how do you kind of feel about it?
1: Well, I'm probably a little biased because, uh, you know, I'm the offensive, offensive guy here. And uh, in our system, he plays guard out of, you know, it's a little bit different as a triple option team about where we need uh, our size. Um, you know, I don't want to knock our offensive lineman brethren, you know, as an sure. offensive guy, but, you know, it, it, I don't want to say you're wasting athleticism, but I mean, you know, the the ability that he has to move, um, you know, as a defender reacting to people, um, you know, I think that that really would would play more to his strengths. I mean, he's done a phenomenal job offensive line wise. I mean, we run behind him quite a bit, um, and he's our mover inside and uh, does a really really good job. And I think that if you know it's something he really wants to put his mind to, he can definitely do. He's definitely t- made a lot of strides there. Takes coaching well and has gotten a lot better you know, we'll do certain schemes where he's the guy leading the way in the perimeter. And then he's also the guy drive blocking people. So, um, I think he could do it. Um, uh, but I think he's just such an elite athlete, um, that, uh, you know, those, those three techniques and interior alignment is just hard to find I mean, you've seen those guys, you yeah. know, getting picked up top 10 every year. Um, he's got that type of athleticism.
0: Awesome. That again is Chicago San Nexus coach, Matt Miller, Adam Morney for the respect my decision podcast.